welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. crew and welcome back to season four of the motorsport coaching podcast i am your host belinda risley and today on episode 105 i'm rejoined by cody mckay we last heard from cody on episode 63 on this episode we're going to hear around how he's been able to engage sponsors in 2022 the role that social media has played in gaining sponsorship how he's been able to actually grow his social media following up to 51,000 people on Facebook or Meta Force now, whatever it's called, <laughs> and how he goes about his work-life balance, being a business owner, a partner, obviously a race car driver, and really the, the role of COVID or how that's played within his business as well. Stay tuned, guys, right to the end of the show. We do have a special there's a checklist to download called getting started in motorsports so if you're new to motorsports head over to our website motivatetraining.com a u forward slash started and download our free checklist hope you enjoyed today's show and looking forward to bringing you so many more episodes in 2022 with different guests next week we're going to have charlotte woods on talking around branding let's get started so good morning and welcome back to the show, Cody. What's been happening? Oh, mate, what hasn't been happening? That's really the um, the question you should be answering because it'd be a lot shorter <laughs> in that answer. Um, we obviously know what's been happening over the last couple of years. That's um, made especially me, myself, and everyone around me adjust um, very, very hard left and very hard right. But um, it's good now. We're seeing a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. We're seeing events fully coming back and full calendars coming back to our racing and work so kind of mellowing out a bit. So, yeah, it's looking positive, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, last time we spoke on episode 63, you just bought that new location up there in Newcastle in New South Wales. Yeah. Um, basically, you just had the bones of it, and but now it's grown. I've been seeing it grow through social media over the last um, two years. Yeah, so it's really taken off. Um, the radical mechanical of the business, we finally secured a really good location that we've been hunting for in the middle of the CBD of Newcastle. Um, to give all the race heads out there, it's about a good five-minute walk from the Newcastle street circuit. So that works pretty good to me. I'm trying to get the excuse of um, driving the race cars up there when the um, when the race is on. But um, it's, it has been a lot of hard work. It's kind of been back to basics again. But benefit is now we've got some really good staff on board. We've gone from, you know, about one to two staff, including me, up to about five, six in that 18-month period. And, you know, we could look at putting more on as well um, if there wasn't such a coronavirus being an effect or a staff shortage. So, yeah, it, it has um, exploded to a big four-hoist workshop. And, um, yeah, the car park's always full. Fantastic. Well, you do have exciting plans for 2022. Do you want to share them with us? Yeah, so so it's already changed a little bit. I think I've had to do um, three different changing models to it. So um, we're fully committed to the Aussie Racing Car Series. So we're very excited about that. And the calendar's been announced to get um, pretty much 
90% of the rounds run with um, V8 supercars, including the Bathurst 12-hour round, which is usually a pretty good round as well. Um, a little bit exciting that one of them's going to be at kind of one of our home tracks at Wakefield Park with the Australian Superbike Championship. Um, that's something that we've been doing a bit of research into and learning what the crowds are like and what the things are like because I'm not a motorbike head. And while I do ride one every now and again, I, I just think they're absolutely mad men. So I try to avoid um, that. Um, we've also got a commitment with one of the teams in Australian production or New South Wales production cars as one of the enduro drivers, kind of helping and training a bit, um, you know, some of the other drivers coming up and hopefully getting some wins there as well. And um, hopefully, if the Newcastle round comes back at the end of the year, which we're pretty um, hopeful about, we'll be running one of the Touring Car Masters Taranas, um, lapping around one of my home tracks. So um, to say we're busy is, um, yeah, an understatement. Wow, how exciting. <laughs> Are you going to have a weekend off in 2022? See, that's the biggest problem I've got at the moment. See, my partner Alyssa's had a look at me and gone, so when do we get a weekend off? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm hoping that I don't have to rebuild a car here and I can do this here. And can we, can we talk in maybe two years or something like that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's... um. We're, we're lucky we're at a bit of a stage now where we've got a bit of a um, work-life balance and, you know, you do have to take care of everything at home as well, you know. Um, they're the people to support you, so you've got to support them. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're looking at taking some holidays off in the, in the year. This is our kind of year to um, to relax a bit, focus a bit on, focus a bit on racing and um, focus a bit on, um, on holidays and all that type of stuff because I haven't done so in you know, a good six years. Um, it's been very on and off and on and off as the businesses came up and gone and coronavirus has helped us, you know, kind of work a bit harder so we can um, start to enjoy ourselves a bit. Oh, fantastic. It's good to see that you don't think it's going to be a chore and that's going yeah. to be fun <laughs> in there as well. And Cody, how did you decide on what categories you're going to race? Was it just opportunities that were presented to you or is it something that you did as far as like sponsorships, opportunity, obviously financially costs? Yeah, so, um, well, Aussie Racing Cars, as I own the cars and the motors and team and all that type of stuff, so that's a that's a given. We always commit ourselves around the Aussie Racing Cars series. Um, many benefits to that when you own half the gear. It does run at a bit more of a cost-effective year as well. Um, the, Australia, uh, the New South Wales production cars is something that was presented to me from an old competition I did with um, Race Academy. I took out one of their, um, uh, I won one of their competitions or won one of their driver things as well. Um, and a part of that, you became part of the team um, with their endurance drives and all that type of stuff, which is still kind of finished up, but it's ongoing a bit because we've made a, quite a good relationship there. Um, you know, I even fix up some of their race cars as well. So that's kind of led into a good um, break between a, a heavy, kind of heavy race field of an Aussie racing car. Um, the Touring Car Masters came along as a want and need to get into the Newcastle race. Um, it is a big cost. It is quite an expensive category to run, but it's one thing we really did solidify ourselves is no matter what, we always want to be racing in the Newcastle round, whether it's with our Aussie racing cars or with something else. So we're lucky to pull a bit of a deal and do some testing and start working up with that um, and have something that we can start promoting to sponsors. And, um, yeah, really go well because um, the local rounds for the local kid um, and everyone would know that works in their advantage 
That's right. There's nothing like racing at home as well, is there? Exactly right. <laughs> um, so then um, with that, how did, did it, all the sponsorship come about? Have you packaged the whole three race meetings or three, like one category and the other race meetings all up together? Or have you got different sponsors for each of those rounds? Or is Yeah, all- so, um, so a lot of them, uh, it, it has been changed and swapped around quite a bit. And that's something we're currently in the talks with a few of our sponsors at the moment. Um, a fair few were committed to the Newcastle round, um, mainly because they were local businesses. Um, because it is such a big event, it's not like just going to Eastern Creek. It's a big street circuit. It's the biggest event in the town. We get people coming from all over Australia and sometimes the world to um, come to our little country. A lot of people just want to get involved. Um, so we had a lot of a lot of smaller middle tier and um, we're going for a couple of major sponsors for there to um, solidify that round. Since it's been postponed, we have talked into getting them in with the Aussie Racing Car Series and seeing it's such a big series this year, racing with, you know, majority with supercars events. A lot of people are want, interested to come involved in that as well. So um, no definite answer there, unfortunately, as it's all um, up in the air a bit. But... Sometimes you need to learn to turn and pivot a bit um, when, when the shit hits the fan. So I guess one way with Newcastle being postponed to the end of the year, it's kind of giving you a bit of an a, a, um, opportunity to seek more sponsorship for that main yeah. event. Yeah, so it has um, what we've kind of do is done is put that on the back burner a bit um, because there's a lot of racing coming up in between. Then um, there'll be more focus from us on obviously the Aussie racing car stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of let everyone kind of breathe. Um, there is a lot of uncertainty out there and businesses are kind of going back to that thing of holding on to their money, um, you know, me included in, in some sense as well. It's it's similar to like a lockdown ter- time where no one's really keen to throw money at the moment, especially with the Omicron getting around, um, until we really get some wording that the virus has settled and New South Wales helps has kind of loosened off the restrictions a bit, then we will start to see it um, transcribe into other areas and people will start, you know, getting into promotion again. Yeah, so it's a nice little runway to my next question. So you spoke about promotion. Um, and one thing that I do love following your social media content, very big on promoting your sponsors and, and trying to seek sponsorship. Um, also, just looking onto your website was fantastic around all the services that you offer other than just the sticker onto the car. What are some of the activations and promotions that you do do for sponsors or that you have done in the past that have been successful that have allowed you to have growth or to even gain extra sponsors from that? Yeah, so um, activations have been um, quite a good thing because in the corporate side, we've learnt that there's different, many different areas and what a sponsor wants to get involved in. Some of them couldn't care less about the branding on the car. They, they want nothing to do with it. But what they might want is to get involved in an event in some way, shape or form that is, isn't available to them in any other area, say, um, example, like a hot lap experience, you know, you put them in a race car and you whiz them around the track. It's We've had quite a good success from that and people want to follow up from that as well. Um, taking them out for go-kart days as well, you know, your simple fire cart thing, it's it's when you kind of get involved is they like to know that there's a race driver there, kind of training them up what to do, you know, kind of like um, 
if you go a good example we went axe throwing the other day um and there was a big segment on how to do it this is why you do it this is how you're going to get good at it this is how you're going to be bad at it type thing obviously because you're throwing weaponry around that was something that was um uh highly trained up but you don't get that at a lot of other events like that um simple things like you know static car displays as well has helped um that's helped draw people into businesses or at least started people asking the question about what's going on why you're involved and all that type of stuff as well um so yeah they're, they're kind of a quick um a quick rundown of, of what we have done um which have all been successful but the thing is as well that what we've learned is we're always ears open we've got two ears and one mouth so some sponsors have come to us with some really weird requests and if we think it fits the team mate we do it you know um a good example, we just um, finalised a meeting with one of our um, new sponsors come on, on board, which is an adult toy shop. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, it is. And that's exactly what I thought. Um, while it's not big, that's worked there. That's already working out to be quite prosperous. Um, but it's kind of built on a bit of controversy. It's kind of built on a bit of open your eyes a bit as well. Um, and we've just already seen motor running <laughs> yeah exactly right there's plenty of lubricants in there to keep everything running and all that type of stuff i won't get too smutty with the jace i know there's young people that might be looking in. but um it is same thing it's adapting and showing and seeing what they like and that that's actually probably one to talk about it's a very tricky thing they're not allowed to do a lot of advertising they're it's very similar to a cigarette a betting company and a um you know uh, what else we got alcohol and all that type of stuff as well you're very limited in what you can do and it's not the 90s anymore um so we've seen that as a very good challenge something that no one else is doing as well so it's really a control on the market um so yeah we're we're working a couple of things and i think that'll work out quite well wow i can't wait to hear and see about that one <laughs> yeah I, I there's a few people that have said the exact same thing so softly softly Fantastic. Well, you did mention previously about ARC now going um, with the supercar. And I guess from a corporate hospitality um, perspective, there's both pros and cons to that, I'd imagine, mm. um, going forward. Yeah, so um, corporate, it's always tricky in a supercars event if you're not as VH supercars team. Mm. I can guarantee if you went to ring up and book any event that's going on now through the corporate boxes and all that type of stuff, guarantee you won't be able to afford them or they'll be taken. Um, yeah. The cost is, you know, the cost is sometimes 50% of people's racing budget, if not more, for one event. Um, we, there was a few things that we did. Instead of taking people up to corporate, um, the, the official corporate boxes that have got offers, at street circuits we can get a little bit, um, I think, outside the box. So we kind of brought the corporate experience to the pits. Um, drag everyone down, offer that offer um, everyone to come in the car, teach them about the car, sit in the car, take photos, do a big um, do a big song and dance about it, not in the sense of just dragging your mate down, going, oh, yeah, this is the engine, this is the gearbox, you want to sit in it, that was a photo, see you later, I can't talk to you, but really making it a public speaking event. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that we've seen has worked very well because um, one of our major sponsors that got in, involved with us wasn't so much worried about the branding on the car but was more worried about giving their customers and their their employees something to do at such a big event um and that was one thing that we've seen there's some other stuff off that that we can't talk about too much so far um but that was kind of one idea of what we did and we pitched on 
because you can't get that experience anywhere else. You know, you can walk up to the pits and, and hopefully grab someone that's busy, but to really devote the driver's time and the team's time to the people that are there, you know, it might take an hour to two hours to talk it all through and that is something that they'd um, really want. And that's a direct copy from what supercars do. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's fantastic. So as you said, you are really busy between the race cars, work, work-life balance. I do see that you have time still to work out, which is really important. Yeah. So talk us about your training. What do you do as far as fitness training goes? Yeah. So training's really um, lacked off ever since I started the business and especially since COVID. It was um, it was one thing that I just couldn't afford it when I first started. I was investing every single dollar 100% back into the business because I wanted it something that was going to flow. And the same thing with the race team. 100% of the money goes back in some way, shape or form. Um, we finally got to a stage now, and especially help because my um, my girlfriend works out quite a bit. She does a lot of weight training. She does a lot of CrossFit and all that type of stuff. We started. I started scoping around, and seeing what was on offer in Newcastle, and we ended up finding a um, specialised uh, fitness coach that pretty much only does sports stars. So he does a lot of motocross guys, a lot of surfers, a lot of he does race drivers as well. Um, so being local and having that on offer. We're now getting a more tuned-in workout experience. Um, CrossFit, F45, running and all that type of stuff while you're working, it wasn't working the parts of the body you want and wasn't getting the results that you wanted as well. This is um, kind of similar to what you guys do. You know, it's it's focused on your core strength, your legs, your arms. You're not worried about those muscles you're not working out on. So do that about two, three times a week. Um, I've now dedicated myself to that and it's already shown results, especially in testing and, and running around as well. Um, diet is the next um, goal. I've been on a few different diet um, schemes and stuff like that, which just haven't really worked with me. Um, we've now, um, with the help of the gym that I'm with, and now started with a um, the sports nutritionist dietitian or a pretty much a very high up one as well um, to really listen in and focus on what we're doing at the events and foods and stuff like that because previously at an event i just wouldn't eat because you know it makes me feel sick in the car That's and then right. you realize why you're so tired at the end of the day um it doesn't work well same thing i was doing it with work you know it's, it's a bit of a habit in the family you kind of don't eat it today because you're busy and then you stuff yourself at night so um the worst. <laughs> yeah it, it's a it's the worst um i think people are amazed how i can go you know a whole day without eating and it feels normal to me but now i'm um, tuning that in um I'm more focused on tuning myself like a race car. Um, I've spent all my time on race cars and not myself. And I said, it's now time to do it 50-50. Fantastic. I love it. I knew I wanted to do it today, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> In saying that, I have been seeing everywhere, obviously, promoting um, your brand new race season coming up, which is very exciting, on LinkedIn and Instagram. Are you on any other platforms? Um, the main platforms, um, Facebook is our real um, number one gun. That's the one that we um, we love the most, and we've, we've been able to build that up to about fifty two thousand followers. Wow. Um, so yeah, we uh, which is we invested time and and money as well. We it's the same as what I would have done with a business. You know that was one important aspect of it. You put a lot of money into paid ads, and when your sponsor comes along, you promote them and you put money behind it as well. Um, really showing that you're giving money back to it. Instagram is our next attack. Um, we've finally studied that and seen what we can do and how we can raise numbers as well. So we're uh, while we're not where we where we want to be at the moment, 
I'm really hoping within a month to two where we've achieved um, 50% more followers. I'm really hoping at the end of the year with our map, same plan that we're putting in place, you know, we're between that five to 10,000 followers as well by being active in the content and um, also investing in that as well. And LinkedIn helps that as well. So we slowly just crawl on LinkedIn for a more personal experience. Have got a couple of things in the back burner of um, other platforms, um, which I won't say too much at the moment because it still is early days for us in buying equipment and working out what we can do for them. But yeah, we're looking to expand from them to really hit you know the major four or five that are on offer. So racing, working, <laughs> doing plenty of business, exercising. Um, how do you come up with the social media uh, content? Do you do it? Or does um, Alyssa do it? Or do you have someone else that assists you with it? Or yeah, I, I do. Down in yeah. your schedule and actually say one hour a week, I'm going to do content and batch it? I, um, I, content comes as content comes. Mm -hmm. um, so as soon as I get something, um, I'll pretty much put it up. Um, it's you, you're kind of timing it with what we've learned to go out the right way. We have done... Um, posts in the sense of um, uh, doing schedule posts and all that type of stuff previously. But everything's moving so rapidly and so forthcoming as well. Events are changing, the world's moving. It's hard to keep up with that same schedule. And what you might find with the schedule is it gets boring. Um, if you think of a month to put everything out and you're leading into an event, you, it's just the same, same as, as what, you know, a local small business might use it as a landing page. Um, so we're, we're trying to get it more of it as it happens, you know, you'll see it, um, which is where stories come in a lot of it, Facebook stories, Instagram stories. You, you can schedule them, but it's better to have it while you're there at the event. Everyone's watching it on TV. They want to see your inside at the same time. And this is the exact same way that most major, you know, companies and businesses do. And they'll leave the scheduling into, you know, highlight reels or just, you know, slow content days. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the main way we kind of do it. It's just as something happens, it's just, that's a great idea. Put it, it takes you five minutes. Um, work it in, word it up, spell check it, throw it out there. Do we need to boost it? Do we not need to boost it? Let's see how it performs. Um but on that, you know, we'll we'll see on Facebook between seven to ten thousand views um, on each of our posts, and that's without racing yet. Um, so we usually see a fifty percent increase as an event's happening because more people are trying to engage. So um, yeah, it's taken off in a hurry. Fantastic! They're awesome stats. Mm -hmm. And have you found that that's obviously brought in your inquiries regarding sponsorship for you? Yeah. That amount is that why you keep pushing that direction? Yeah, um, if anything, what it does, it helps, I'm trying to think, more helps in um, what we have to offer. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only time we... Yeah, so only, say, like, within your agreements with your current sponsors, do you actually have anything set in stone regarding how many social content posts um, or images to stories or anything that you're going to do per month? Or do you yeah. just, on average, if you sign with us, it's $500 we do three posts a month if you sign at five thousand dollars we do 20 posts a month or anything like yeah that. so it's um we don't we don't really sell the the posts in that sense um we sell it more of a sense of um you know your sponsorship on the car gets the social media 
Um, you obviously tier your sponsors as well. Um, for a major sponsor, they get the rights to everything. So what you do in the events, because that's where people want to see it, that's where you will dedicate, you know, single post videos, get video crews in to do, um, you know, learning about the business and all that type of stuff. Um, all the way down to your smaller guys where it might just be a simple, yep, the event's coming up. While the event's on, you'll be tagged in all the posts. Um, and that way, pe when people are scrolling through, you, you'll get more content, you'll get people having a look at you, but you wouldn't get it what you would have as a major team. Um, Instagram seems to be the ticket item for um, businesses that want to, say, pay per post. Um, but it's it's changed a little bit in the sense you have to be kind of a dedicated influencer um, and every man and their dog's got the tools to be an influencer in some yeah. sense. So... Um, yeah, this this year's a lot of because we're we've kind of come out of the the gates running as well, and we've got a lot more to offer and still a lot more to gain as well. We we hope to see a lot more of that as our numbers grow on each different platform. Yeah, and so as we know, like with sponsorship, there's three different types: financial products and services. And so one of those things that comes from being a product or service and sponsorship is becoming an ambassador of a product or service. Yeah. Um. So you've got that as on LinkedIn as um your bio, your profile, um, what you do. So what does that mean to you? And, you know, do you think that there's a difference between sponsorship and a brand ambassador? I think sometimes there's that misconception um, and they, people don't often see themselves to be a brand ambassador if someone is offering them a product and service. Yeah, so um, it's how we see ourselves as a brand ambassador is more of a personal sponsorship. So they're not sponsoring Cody Mackay Motorsports, they're sponsoring Cody Mackay. They're giving a, a handout check to me and they want nothing to do with motorsports. Some of them do want something to do with motorsports as well. Um, some of them don't. A good example is one uh, last campaign where um, a company pulled us on to be the brand ambassador. They said, we want people to know you're a race driver and a mechanic, but we don't want to focus on the race driving. We don't want to put a sticker on the car. We don't want to get involved in that way, shape or form. You're here to represent more of a mechanic that you know kind of knows what he's doing so much that he's a race driver so that was an interesting approach in how they did it um you know we they um did all the video content and all that type of stuff they're still ongoing and using my face as the front of their business um so brand ambassing on that way and that's what they agreed to so we don't drag them into the motorsport side of things we keep them involved we let them know what's going on because they've, they've become really good friends as well um but yeah they because they sell products to mechanics they want a mechanic selling a product not a race driver selling a product to the public um more in the sponsorship that's when it comes into team sponsorship that's where your logos on the car that's the, the full social media side of all the things as well so yeah i kind of do um differentiate quite clearly that you know brand ambassador is me talking um sponsorship is me and the car talking um so that's how we kind of run it yeah and i think people forget to think and i always promote and um, to look into the skill sets that they do have or like their professions and their hobbies and interests as well because like you just mentioned it doesn't always have to be motorsport specific product services companies that you're targeting um, to come on board on your journey. I mean, we've got adult toys. Um, but like, you know, like, so, you know, it is about thinking outside of the square as well around about, you know, who they can contact and, and yeah. help Yeah, that's it. If You've got to have an individual product for every sponsor. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people will approach you and say, how much for this? 
Um, and I always come back and say, well, you know, that's not how we work. We need to get a kind of bit of a custom idea of what you want to achieve. We're in the business of marketing and race cars are our billboard. That's what I always say down to it. So if you come, if they come to you, yes, you might have a package or something loosely you can offer, but see what they really want in turn for what you're doing. Um, do they want just your social media? Do they want you to race car? Do they want you as a public speaker? Do they just want to hold events with you? Um, all different ways on how you can do it and how you've got to really customise it per sponsor's needs. Fantastic. Well, thank you for all of your wonderful insights today, Cody. It's been um, fantastic to hear. We're wishing you all the best for 2022. How can people follow your journey? What's the best handle? Yeah, the best handle, um, Cody Mackay Motorsports on Facebook, Instagram, and um, Cody Mackay on LinkedIn. I love connecting with my LinkedIn followers. That's all more always a personal approach to get involved with me. Um, but, yeah, Facebook and Instagram with Cody Mackay Motorsports. That's M-C-K-A-Y. Um, you'll find all my stuff and what I'm doing. I'm always posting very regularly um, to get a real insight of what I'm doing. Except when you post on LinkedIn, I'm going to a surprise location <laughs> the next day, and then everyone's like, "We could have caught up, we went to know." You wouldn't believe it. I think it's the last time I'm going to do a surprise thing because that was a bit last minute planned, um, and we wanted to try something a bit different and all that. You were probably one of five people that messaged me and said, "You bloody idiot!" I was down there. One of them ended up coming down. A couple of them came down to say good day as well because they were in the area. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't realise how big a Wakefield a place was. It was my first time down there and it, I found out everyone lives there. So. Winton. You went to Winton. Oh, Winton, sorry. Yeah, that's it. So I always get them confused because they're W and W and they're outside of major cities. So I'm just like, and, yeah, all right. And, then, and they're controlled under the same. Exactly. They're wrong under Benalla as well. So I'm just going to call them Benalla Auto Club and, um, and yeah, let them run from there. So no more surprise posts on LinkedIn. If you're coming down this way, we get excited when people visit. That's it. Well, we'll be down in, um, we've got a couple of rounds in Victoria this year, one at, um, at Winton um, for the Aussie racing cars with V8 mm -hmm. supercars. And, and we're back at Sandown as well, um, which I'm really, really excited about for our final round. So I think that's where we've kind of um, made an excuse for a Melbourne holiday <laughs> for us because okay. everyone up north loves that. So um yeah, we'll be down and travelling around a fair bit, which is um, pretty good. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to seeing you in the flesh sometime in 2022. Take care and I wish you all the best for the new race season. No worries. Thank you very much. Thanks. Cheers. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember, all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe, and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out, and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Team. Until next time, take care.